Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how's it going today? It couldn't be better, Tim. I'm very excited about this episode. Um, how are you today, first of all? First of all, I am exceptional today. And uh, I'm, I agree with you. This, this episode is something we've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, really, since we saw the Twitter account on uh, on Twitter, um, there's a, a Twitter account, a, a fellow named Guido Finelli, who uh, runs a Twitter account that is uh, is called what? He's got something called Rent a Hitman. His website is rentahitman, all one word, dot com. Basically, it it proclaims uh, if you've got a problem that needs resolving. He can assign a field operative to remedy whatever bad situation you might be in that you need to get out of. And you are talking about actual hits like uh, murder uh, plots, uh, murder for hire plots. Um, and you can find Mr. Guido Finelli on Twitter at Rent a Hitman and uh, just like his site. And but but Lance, there's a twist here. It's uh, he's not actually going to kill anybody. He, uh, he but he is going to put you in touch with somebody, isn't he? He will put you in touch with the field operatives. He's got about 17,985 uh, field operatives that operate in the United States. And uh, coincidentally, that number is also the same number of police departments in the United States. And Guido's story is amazing how he stumbled into this. It's so unbelievable. It makes you laugh and it makes you cringe at the same time. Right, and and so his real name is Bob, and uh, he is a uh, a great guy who is doing something that uh, all we you know we can really only we, we strive to do. I mean, he is he is saving people's lives with a website, Lance, and he loves saying that this nine dollar website has saved hundreds of lives, and rightfully so. He should be saying that. He should be bragging about it. It saved the lives of leaders of countries it saved the lives of students who were under threat of a school shooting he saved the lives of small children who were being kidnapped and this is somebody who i is just a uh, just a regular dude who who accidentally started to do this and then realized the impact it's so simple and brilliant lance and uh, and we love it so much um, and so you can check out the website. Again, it's rentahitman.com. There is a sense of humor there, but you can donate to his cause. So uh, please, if you have any spare cash hanging around, do that because, uh, again, his cause is saving lives. You're right, Tim. He does not do this for money. He does it out of the goodness of his heart. He does not get paid. So feel free to donate on his website. And uh, like he says, throw him a bone. He needs some coffee cash. Okay, and this one's going to be broken up into two parts. So this is part one, and come back in a couple days for part two. You really don't want to miss this. This is one of the most interesting conversations I think we've ever had on Crawl Space. S from Arizona says caught my husband cheating with the babysitter and our relationship was terminated after a free public relations consultation. I'm single again and looking to mingle. Thanks, Guido. Tim, you are reading from the website rentahitman.com. And I just want to say Phil M from Florida also says Guido and his public relations crew were able to resolve a five year dispute in a matter of days. Highly recommended with an exclamation point. Guido, what are we talking about? 
This is a website called rentahitman.com, your point and click solution. And it's not what you think it is. Okay, but you are Guido that, uh, that these testimonials are talking about? I would be the Guido Finelli they're referring to. Guido Finelli? That, that last name Finelli sounds like it has a very rich lineage. It's a family name. I feel like it goes back uh, several generations into the uh, uh, Sicilian um, heritage, maybe. You may be correct. <laughs> well, this is all very mysterious. It says your point-and-click solution since 1920. It's been a family business for a lot of years. So <laughs> so tell us about the family business. Obviously, uh, we are talking about your website, rentahitman.com. And uh, wh- what is this website? So rentahitman.com uh, started out as an IT project when I was attending school. Um, I was uh, enrolled in a business college in Northern California, um, studying information technology with an emphasis on security. And uh, one of the courses uh, was a network penetration testing course, um, risk analysis and that kind of thing. Several of my classmates and myself, we decided we wanted to start a post-graduation business. And uh, at the time, I was flipping domains, and I had an account with GoDaddy, and I ended up purchasing this domain as a play on words, rent, as in hire us, hit, pertaining to web hit or visitor traffic, uh, and men, there were four of us. And uh, so that's how this whole thing came to be back in 2005. You just said a network penetration. Um, what is network penetration? I'm just curious. Uh, it's penetration testing for uh, home networks, businesses. Uh, we would basically um, try and break into your network, tell you what the vulnerabilities are, and work with you to tighten it up. And it's not like we went around to just random businesses and did this. We would obviously consult with them. Um, they had security concerns, and we were able to, uh, or we would be able to uh, work with them and tighten up their issues. Is that something that you still do today? Uh, no, I've kind of drifted away from that. I did go into computer forensics and data recovery for a while, uh, for a decade, and uh, I'm doing something completely different now. This website, rentahitman.com, so you started it with four friends years ago, and the purpose of it was just to to get hits on the internet? Well, again, we were going to start a, it was a domain used for a startup business. Um, and uh, that just happened to be the domain, uh, play on words. And uh, unfortunately, business plans never came uh, to fruition. And I was left holding the domain name. And then right around 2008, um, I went in. Actually, let me just back up a little bit. After the business plans didn't come together, I put a splash page on the, on the domain that said, this website is for sale, um, contact at rentahitman.com. So the email address was now on the webpage. Now, fast forward three years, 2008, I go in and check the email, and I am just absolutely shocked at the number of emails from people around the world seeking to uh, cause harm to others. They're inquiring about asset extraction, uh, how much for services in these countries, um, are you hiring, 
and there was even a lady um, who was looking for uh, a date. She wanted to uh, she wanted to marry a hitman and learn to trade, basically. Um, I couldn't help her there. And these these people weren't looking for web hits. No, in fact, it was the uh, it was a complete one eighty from that. Okay, so th- this was four years of backed up emails. Yeah, I had a, a catch all email account. Now, occasionally, I would use the email address when you go into like a Chevy's or someplace, and uh, you know, drop your business card in the jar. They give you like a, a happy hour meal or whatever, and that's basically what I was using domain for at that point. Were, were there any emails about? Uh, domain hits or anything pertaining to what the original intent was? No, because I hadn't really advertised it as that. In fact, I didn't advertise it for that purpose. You know, again, these are emails from people who have organically searched uh, the internet on how to hire a hitman. They would see the website, see the email address, and then subsequently send an email. Did you think this was a joke at first? Nobody could be that stupid to hire a hitman <laughs> online, right, guys? I mean, order, no, no, abs- absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, how many, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, how many emails were there? Anywhere between 250 to 300 emails at first, and they were typically one-liner emails. Um, again, do you service these countries? I have a problem. I need asset extraction. How much for this? Are you hiring? Hey, I'm looking for a date. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting. These emails came in, and what did you do? What was the first thing you, you did when you saw these emails? So the first thing I did is basically took a step back. I thought, man, you know, what have I got myself into? Um, I didn't really do anything with it at in 2008. I just kind of put it on the back burner. I didn't know how to respond. In 2010, um, I go in, uh, I actually receive an email from a, a, a woman in Canada who was from the UK, stranded in Canada. This is the incident or the email that really started the whole process. Um, she indicated she was from the UK, stranded in Canada. She wanted to have three people murdered, family members, because they had stolen her inheritance. Um, she provided names, addresses, and uh, all of the corroborating information that you would need, basically, to look it up. I didn't respond to her first email. Several hours later, she sends a second email. It's got more information more identifiable and, and, and uh, more information that could be corroborated. At that point, I sent her an email. I asked two very simple questions. Do you still require our services? And would you like me to put you in contact with the field operative? Within 30 minutes, she responded back, said, yes, this is the hostel that I'm staying at in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. She provided the phone number of the place, basically her description, and she wanted to meet with the field operative. Granted, she gave me the permission to put her in contact with the field operative. So, Real quick question. Real quick question. 
at any time during your conversation via email in writing, did you mention the words kill or assassinate? And was she saying the words kill or assassinate, murder, uh, eliminate? Yeah. And, uh, let's be very clear on this. Nowhere in any of my correspondence with anybody to date have I mentioned the words murder, um, kidnap, uh, anything of that nature. Um, that would make me, that would change me from state's witness to co-conspirator. That's a road I'm not going down. So there is no language of those actions or activities or services mentioned anywhere on the website. It is completely up to the solicitor to come to their own conclusion and mention what services they want and how they want it done. So they think when when you're saying something like um, field operative or you're saying our services they they're essentially thinking okay he's he's doing a little code on me field operative is is a hitman and our services is a hit and and that's, and they're they're they none the wiser about, yeah. <laughs> that's, of course i've seen so many mob movies that's exactly how they talk i, I guess what kind of wins people's trust over with the website is the fact that it is 100% hipaa compliant with the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act. So now when people go to the website and they see the web form that they can fill out again in their very own words as to the who, what, why, when, where, uh, they can feel confident that uh, the, the site is, you know, you know, it's HIPAA compliant, that their information is obviously going to be safe and secure. But, but wait, 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 there, there, there's a, there, is this the HIPAA? Well, it's not the medical HIPAA. The medical HIPAA that you're talking about is the Health Information Portability and Accountability Act of, I think it's 1996. Again, this is the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. Doesn't exist, guys. What? What what you're saying here with this website, and please stop me if I'm wrong. But what it seems like you're saying is this website is a little bit of a trap for dumb criminals. I wouldn't say it's a trap at all. I okay. think these people, they're searching the internet on how to communicate with a hitman. They are hell-bent on causing harm, injury, death to other people. They see the website, rent a hitman. They fill out the web form on their own accord. No strings being pulled here at all. They submit the information, and I just simply respond and ask them if they still require our services. So I am in no way luring or entrapping these people. In fact, it's not entrapment because I'm not a public official, law enforcement. Um, these people are just filling the information out on their own accord. Um, and you know, again, I do get their permission before putting them into contact with the field operative. Now, you mentioned these field operatives. I'm a little confused because if you don't have hitmen at your disposal, then who are the over 17,985 field operatives that are at your service? It's a good question. Uh, coincidentally, that number is the same number of police departments in the U.S. in 2016. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, this is a brilliant, a brilliant site, Bob. Yeah, and uh, and I imagine it's you're having real success with this. It has uh, prevented uh, 141 murders to death. I mean, to date, to death. Um, it's prevented 141 murders to date. It's prevented uh, some political assassinations. Um, it's re- uh, prevented an infant kidnapping and trafficking. It's prevented school shootings, multiple school shootings. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously it's prevented um, and stopped uh, some pretty heinous crimes along the way um, from people that, uh, again, are hell-bent on causing harm and injury to others. Um, and if you ask me, in my opinion, that's not too bad for a $9.20 website. The example that you had mentioned a few minutes ago, this this woman who had tried to solicit your services, uh, she was about to meet with one of your field operatives. This was the first time, correct me if I'm wrong, was this the first time that you had put all of these gears into motion and someone was about to be arrested for this? And, and where do we stand now with this? Okay, so... Uh... Yes, this was the first email that kind of really started the whole process. And uh, basically, I went to my local agency and I met with a friend who at the time was a sergeant uh, with the department. I explained the situation to him. And I simply just requested that somebody in Canada do a welfare check on this person and make sure she's okay. When the Canadian authorities met with her at the hostel, uh, that she was staying at. Um, they had determined uh, that she was a uh, wanted fugitive out of the UK. Uh, she was wanted on Scotland Yard warrants, uh, extraditable warrants. So um, for more serious offenses, whatever they are. Um, she was uh, then taken into custody. She spent 126 days in, uh, U- uh, in Canadian jail before being extradited back. Uh, where she ultimately pled guilty to whatever those charges were. Um, I can say uh, that the three people that she wanted taken out are still alive and well. And uh, thankfully, I received the email rather than somebody else, because things could have ended up a little differently. Wow. So have you had to testify in court uh, because of this? Never, ever had to testify in court. I've never been subpoenaed up until up until this Wendy Wine case in Michigan. Um, and uh, even uh, that testimony or my my testimony there um, is probably not needed based on the overwhelming evidence in this particular case. How did this person come to your world? Well, this person um, submitted a uh, first an email, and then I redirected her to the web form so that she could fill it out completely, which she did. Um, she subsequently sent a couple more emails in um, following up. And uh, when asked again if she wanted to meet with a field operative, um, and she still required her services, um, she said yes. Um, the information was then referred to, uh, the jurisdiction in Michigan where she was living at the time. 
and uh, they, uh, the Michigan State Police actually set up a sting um, and ended up making an arrest the following day. She had traveled to a location to meet with a field operative and apparently she had uh, more than enough money in her possession uh, to seal the deal. And uh, the rest is history uh, at this point. Okay, that that's interesting. She had more than enough money to seal the deal. So at some point, there was talk of money between you and her? No, uh, between herself and the field operative, the detective with the Michigan State Police. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. She actually came to the meeting in a parking lot in South Rockwood, Illinois, or Michigan, I believe. She had $5,000 cash, and she had traveling money because her target was in another state. So uh, she wanted to make sure that the uh, the deal would get done. Well, I mean, the local law enforcement must have just awarded you the key to the city. They 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 must have given you a, a honorary uh deputy <laughs> they must have deputized you honorary deputy um no not not uh not yet no no i'm just kidding uh, no in fact uh, the the detective that i spoke with with michigan state police um made a comment he said you know these cases normally take 30 days or more to work um you had all of the elements met within a day. Um, they ended up taking her into custody within about 17 hours of me turning the information over. So, um, yeah. Now, is this something that law enforcement has ever approached you with and said, do you want, are you able to work with us on this or do they let you operate independently of them? They didn't knock on my door. I knocked on their door and I actually have met with the, uh, several agencies, um, FBI and, uh, state and local. And, uh, um, they didn't really know how to, how to deal with this. Um, they, at first they didn't really have any idea that something like this is so prolific. I mean, that there's so many people out there trying to contact the hitman through these channels. Um, so it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience for for them. Do you think that maybe they looked at it and they just were very frustrated that something so simple was 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 at play here and and they were like what that's all it took? I don't really want to speculate. I I think they were Oh, uh, speculate. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, I I think um in my opinion, yeah, there was probably a little bit of that. Uh, that something so simple could be so effective. But also you got to look at the big picture here. This website has been seen in over 160 countries at this point. Um, it has had an international presence um, going back to as early as uh, 2017, 2016, um, when there was a video in the Pacific Rim, Indonesia, Malaysia, whatever, um, that was doing an expose on the dark web. And they had actually mentioned uh, my website by name. Um, and they got it confused because I'm not on the dark web. I'm on the World Wide Web, securely hosted by GoDaddy, by the way. Um, but uh, I, the site was inundated with 
with requests for services in Indonesia and Malaysia. Several of those, by the way, um, were requesting um, the assassination of their president, Joko Widodo. I did take that information to the State Department. State Department didn't want to deal with it. I then took the information to the Indonesian consulate. They dealt with it. Um, and uh, apparently the site is unreachable by people in Indonesia at this point. I think it's been taken off the grid there. So, but I couldn't really tell you as far as you know, it, no disposition on any of those cases. Okay. Um, so what was the, the thinking there? They, they blocked it because they thought it was real or, or what happened? <clears throat> um, I never really got an answer, to be honest with you. Um, never really got an answer from anybody in Indonesia or at the consulate about uh, um, any of the follow-up. Uh, it, it's very hard to reach somebody and get an answer um, you know, at a consulate anyway. But uh, I knew in my heart there were people's lives endangered. I knew that the State Department wasn't willing to do anything. I even contacted the U.S. Embassy in Jakarta, of all places, to kind of see if I can meet with it or communicate with the law enforcement liaison there. And uh, it kind of fell on deaf ears. We, we, we exchanged emails a couple times with somebody there, but that was really it. So, so is the is – the- is a person in question the potential victim of the assassination still alive? Still president. So the president of Indonesia is still president, still alive and well. It's still alive and well. I think I think that's your answer right there. I think you you thwarted uh, a presidential assassination overseas. Um, there were multiple requests for his assassination, by the way. So it wasn't just from one party, but to you, to the website, yes. Several people wanted that president. I mean, this president needs to reach out to you, and you—I mean, this—he—he needs—he owes you his life. Um, or a key to the city. How's that? <laughs> At least some merch, for God's sake. At least some merch. At least some—I don't know, like a HelloFresh subscription or something. <laughs> that would be helpful at this point. <laughs> Have you had conversations with law enforcement, and they—and they just kind of like uh, are amused by uh the existence of your site and obviously there's no denying its helpfulness but uh yes it's i want to say it's kind of comical when i reach out to a police department or an investigation investigative body or whatever and kind of say hey i have a murder for hire case um that we should talk about and when I try to explain the website, how it came to be, and kind of fill them in on the backstory, I get the sense that they're like, yeah, who's pranking you? Somebody in the office is pranking, you know, who's putting you up to this? And then when I send them a document of the communications, um, the email, the web form, uh, and whatnot, that's when they take it seriously. That's what this detective in Michigan did. Um, he took it seriously. The moment he received that information, it was game on. And he realized it. There was a serious imminent threat to somebody's life. So it, it does take a little grease in the wheel to get it done. Um, other times there have been uh, 
incidents where I've reported that uh, you kind of feel that, nah, this one's going in the circular bin, you know, circular file. They're not going to do anything. That That's interesting. The police officer, the investigator in Michigan, do you still keep in touch with him? And does he kind of vouch for you to other law enforcement agencies? Like, hey, you've got to listen to this guy. This is what happened over here. Um, I have asked for uh, a letter and some kind of communications. Um, and uh, he said that when he got back from his vacation, we would talk about it. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a one man, just a one man show here. Um, and it would be nice if there was some kind of, uh, I'm not looking for any kind of accommodation or anything like that, you know, just something so that I can put on my resume, for example. Well, I mean, like we hear all the time about how, the police and law enforcement are so understaffed and they, you know, they're, they're not able to do their jobs and cases fall down the ladder and, you know, they got to always pay attention to the new cases coming in, but those new cases become cold cases in like two days. And then you have someone like this, like yourself, who has a website and you're, you aren't soliciting this. You have a website out and you are just, you are, you, you are just taking the information that, that that you're literally giving them every option to opt out. You're giving them every opportunity to say, you know what, I'm rethinking this. And they, you, if I don't need this service, I was kidding. It's a hoax. It's going too far. It's a hoax. But they still keep pushing. It's like they want to get caught. You are literally the line right before the police. It's really surprising to me that a, an investigator wouldn't simply draft up a template email that he could send to one of the law enforcement agencies that you're trying to convince and say, listen, this guy's legit. This is what happened over here. I, I, it's, it seems so simple to me. And you said that they told you what would take them how long to solve something? You got done in like 17 hours? It would take 30 days or more for them to perform an investigation and to gather all of the evidence and the uh, incriminating emails and, and whatnot, um, you know, for a, for a murder for hire case. Yeah. Oh, well, forget, forget it then. What's, I mean, it seems like it's too much work, so right. forget well, about it. What's 28 days amongst, uh, you know, insane criminals? <laughs> you know, um, and, and the fact that uh, there are people out there, again, filling this information out on their own accord, I'm not holding a gun to their head and telling them to fill it out. They're putting the, their own information out there as to what it is they want done. And uh, again, I'm just playing the matchmaker at this point. Um, you know, you want a field operative, I'll get you a field operative. Man, you know, I, I feel like if there's any law enforcement listening, especially the investigator that we're speaking of, I, I really wish that they would just take the time to write, you know, three sentences in a, in a template email that could just be sent out whenever you need that backup because everyone's saying how much they need the help. They're so short staffed. All cities, all small towns are so short staffed. And, and you have this $10, less than $10 website that GoDaddy's hosting that is just this, it's a net. It's so obviously fake, but by the, but by the time they get to that point, it's like, well, they just, they wanted to commit the crime. They were destined to commit that crime. Absolutely correct. 
Um, you know, I have tried to reach out to uh, several um, law enforcement people. I did reach out to the Department of Homeland Security. And they sent me a nice little copy and paste response saying, thank you. Um, we work with nonprofit organizations and not individuals. I'm like, okay, I get that. Um, I've tried to reach out to uh, several state attorney generals. Um, I've tried to reach out to uh, several internet crime um, investigative units, uh, public and private, um, and not really getting any traction on that. Um, I would ultimately like to team up with one of these uh, cybercrime work groups, and you know, perhaps in the public sector, so that we can educate people on the dangers of the internet, and uh, you know, tell some of these stories because. Uh, you know, the internet's not a safe place. Um, you know, by all accounts, you, you don't know who you're dealing with on the other end of, you know, that email. As, as evidenced by your website, you're just on the other, you're on the good side of it. And, you know, and you're not even, you know, really Guido. <laughs> no, I'm not really Guido. <laughs> well, that's another interesting point. You have no problem saying and, and putting your face out there and your name out there. It's like you're flying in the face of all of this by by saying it's fake. I'm not this guy. It's not. It's not. It's not from 1920. The hip is not real. I'm just an IT guy with a nine dollar and twenty cent website that has subsequently saved some lives along the way. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to put my information out there. Um, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, there's probably some pretty pissed off people out there that. I've, stumbled across over the years but um the fact that it has had such a positive impact and helped remove some of these bad apples um you know i'm completely satisfied with that absolutely